Hello and welcome. I'm Simon. And I'm Tony. We're still knee-deep in tech, and this is episode 73, recorded on May 22nd, 2019. Indeed. And as you may be aware of, since 10 seconds ago, Alexander isn't here. So Alexander is in Riga doing a data platform bootcamp together with Atea colleagues from across the Nordics and Baltics. So today you'll have to get used to myself and Tony. But we have a fully packed episode, to say the least. Yeah, let's hope so. We actually had to stop making show notes <laughs> because we can't fit what we already have. Uh, but I would like to start with the Ignite registration. Of course. Because uh, that was a huge surprise yesterday. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I don't think they've publicly announced that that would be the date in any way. I just ended up getting an email. Yeah, yeah. But did they actually do that previous years as well? Yeah. I mean, tell in advance that we will be... Okay, okay. I think they did because we sat and waited last year. Oh, okay, okay. So they have announced the date previously. And and for some reason, I think the site... This was probably the worst registration experience I've had. Okay. The site crashed every single step I made. So I had to... Like, links didn't work. So I had to navigate using the tabs... Oh, and things like that. Just and I, I they, wasn't even aware that I had, because when I paid, I got an error five hundred or something. Oh, like that. it was like ooh, that's bad. It, it's still two and a half thousand dollars. Yep, yep. Uh, but we are going to ignite. That sounds great. I haven't actually gotten my clearance yet, um, or decided if I actually want to go this year. Uh, yeah, you have. I a... think I will probably end up going anyways. Yeah. Uh, but th- this is the first year that I'm not really feeling the unto- uh, enthusiasm the same way I've done previous years. Um, and it's mostly because I'm not really sure what kind of a year this is for Microsoft. I mean, there shouldn't be any major releases coming, uh, as far as I know. Sure, they have surprised us before. Um, but I just it's just a strange, like a middle year kind of thing. Yeah, and that's odd since we have so many other awesome releases until now as well this year but as you say it's it's a bit of a tiktok year and um, even though there are big announcements made i'm guessing that we'll see some big things but mostly things that will go ga like the gen 2 azure vms that's something we haven't in haven't got in our notes yeah yeah of course it is we always miss something yeah Uh, but I, i think that's also puts focus on what conferences are for today. Mm-hmm. I think there are different audiences across the globe, but for me, Ignite now, the last years have been all about networking. and Yeah, that, that, that's the point, actually. Um, I think Alex pointed out the same thing uh, when I said that I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, that's very true. It is much more about um, everything around Ignite, which is yeah. pretty much the the interesting stuff. Yeah. That you go don't get to stream from your hotel room no. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. And that's probably why I'll end up going anyway. Yeah. Even though I absolutely hate the flight from the bottom of my heart uh, <laughs> going up across the pond. It's just horrible. <laughs> Unbearable horrible. But you have good friends and yeah. you. So um What's next? I think we should go for the Windows Server Summit 2019. Yeah, which is in six hours from now. It's it's in six hours, yeah. And that's also showing that Windows Server in no way is dead. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so what are you expecting from that? What is it? Can you still sign up? Uh, yes, I think you can because it's a virtual event. So there shouldn't be any limitations on that. Uh, not that I'm absolutely sure, but I think it should be good. Or still, this will be released after the event. Oh yeah, that's true. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> but you should be able to stream the content afterwards. Yeah, they usually yeah. make that available yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So we will ensure to uh, not provide you with the registration link two days after, <laughs> but with the re- link to the recordings. But yeah. <clears throat> are there any sessions you're looking forward to? Uh, nothing specific, I suppose. Uh, I will. I don't know if there are actually sessions in uh, the actual word itself because it's only two hours long. So yeah. I don't think that there are like multiple sessions or anything like that. Uh, they will be t- talking about you know strategies, insights, technologies to modernize a manager Windows Server ecosystem. So uh, let's see here. Oh, what's new in management and security as well. So a little bit of system center thrown in there uh, too. Yeah. Uh, but I think it should be interesting. Jeff Woolsey is going to talk something. Oh. Uh, he's usually entertaining to watch. Definitely. So I hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, I think it's like five and a half hours, hours from now. So yeah. once this, this comes out, it has already played out. This week has been quite insane in terms of all the releases. Following up the MMS conference two weeks ago, we just received an EU Config Manager release, mm-hmm. which, and I think I say this about every single release, but this one is enormous. <laughs> I think, let's see what the um, Technet site says. 26 minutes to read the oh. release notes. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of notes. Yeah, and they're, they're, I, I can't even start to look at all the amazing things and one of the good things is that they actually mentioning midwest web entrance summit 2019 the conference two weeks ago since a lot of the feedback they received during that conference is now in the latest preview okay that was fast yeah i think they made a record uh last winter at the desert edition of mms where they went from idea to pull request on github in 24 hours yeah the conference. that's that's pretty rough yeah uh, but haven't Config Manager actually been releasing a lot faster uh, these yeah. recent years? Absolutely. It just feels like it's only a few months between yeah. major releases. Yeah, it's uh, you get three major releases every year. Okay. And you, on top of that, get at least 12 technical previews. <sighs> Often more than that. Trying to keep up with that. Yeah. It has to be and, and kind you of need insane. To keep, and you need to keep up because you only have 18 months of support. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, but we have a bunch of things, new application guard trust criterias, maximum runtime for software updates. That's a small but very, very important change. So it will actually fail if the software updates aren't applied in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, we also have, and this is really nice, application groups. So in Config Manager today, you have often one collection where you deploy one app to. Now you can bundle apps and deploy a bundle of apps to one collection and also prioritize the installation order of said apps instead of using task sequences. But speaking of task sequence, we now can have a task sequence as an app deployment model. So we have had like AppV, MSI, scripts, and so on as deployment uh, Mm -hmm. deployment types. Task sequence can now be one of them. So imagine that you have AutoCAD Mm -hmm. and uh, 
that requires you either to get it published using Citrix, which you could do with Coffee Manager as well, or locally installed. And since that's a could be a complicated app with all the add-ons and so on, yep, yep. you can deploy a task sequence instead of an MSI or an Citrix file. Ah, okay, okay. And make that prioritization depending on what kind of machine it is. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and like I said last time, we are getting MBAM inside of Config Manager. So the BitLocker Administration Monitoring Kit will be a part of Config Manager moving forward. Okay. Wasn't that <clears throat> MBAM product pretty much like disqualified or discontinued? Discontinued, yeah. So you have four and a half years of continued support for ah, it now, okay, extended okay. support. Yeah. But now they are migrating all of that functionality into Config Manager and also to Azure AD. Okay, okay. Very cool. Uh, you can do a task sequence. You now have task sequence debugger. It's a new troubleshooting tool. So you can debug a task sequence, which is really, really useful. That will save a lot of time. A new log reader tool instead of CM trace. We now have one trace. We can do um, uh, more frequent countdowns. This is actually a huge thing. Synchronized collection memberships result to Azure Active Directory groups, which mean that you can create a config manager collection, which will then populate an Azure AD group. Yeah, that's that's really cool, actually. Yeah. And a bunch of other things. Uh, you can add a SQL Server always on Node if you like to make your database highly available. So a huge release and I'm looking forward to seeing what will be in the next major release or current branch release. <clears throat> well so, done. So was this called actually the 1905 then? 1905, oh, exactly. Perfect. Speaking about 19 stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Uh, 1903 was released, <laughs> officially uh, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah it was released, I don't know, what was a few, a few weeks back, right? Yeah. Something yep. like that. Uh, yeah, so it has been functioning very well, for, for me at least. Um, However, there are, of course, as always, a few known issues, uh, which I think we'll leave a link below or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Have you found any interesting issues? Uh, well, I looked through the list uh, earlier today and I didn't actually think it was so dramatic. Uh, I mean, it was a few uh, like brightness issues with your screen and like, duplicate folders showing up in users' profile directories. Yeah, but I like find that. that's interesting because that's something with known folders. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. So last release, 1809, yep. folders disappeared. Now you get extra ones. Yeah. So they're paying you back now. <laughs> exactly. You get. <laughs> Absolutely. So no, I didn't think there was any, any like show-stopping issues uh, in relation to uh, 1903. If not, you, not as of yet. Uh, anyway. If you do have, that's mitigated. But if you had AMD RAID drivers, some of them were incompatible with 1903. Oh, okay, sure. That could prove some. Um... Well, I'm not really sure if you know enterprise users are going to be affected by that. As Probably much. not. Probably not. It might be more like the consumer market, maybe. Yeah. Even though servers might be actually affected, yeah, because and, and this ser- is relevant for server 1903 yeah. as well. But would you say that it's, how common is it really to have AMD RAID controllers, RAID controllers in, servers. in servers? No, I haven't not really seen common. that ever, I think. Let's think about it. No, not what I can remember. Because I can think that this should the RAID functionality in AMD should probably be like, you know, the built-in one in the chipset or yep. something like that. Yep. I don't think they actually make RAID controllers. No. Uh, as such, 
So I, I think that might only be the integrated ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so you have also been to a course. Yes, and a very good one at that. Oh. Um, it is the Binary Tree uh, AD Pro Partner course. AD Pro. Yeah, so it's their migration tool for everything uh, Active Directory migrations. Ah. Uh, I have been using that tool before, uh, but for, you know, different reasons they felt that I should go the course anyway. Yeah. Uh, and that has to do with their certifications yeah, and yeah, yeah. partner studies yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, that was last week, two days, uh, very good course, very good uh, trainers as well, a very good conversation, uh, very interactive. It was like a virtual classroom thing, yeah. learn on demand stuff. Um, so that was a very good uh, refresher course uh, in the software for me as well, because it's been like a year ago since I last used the program. Yeah. So I thought it was very good and uh, beginning this week I'm actually going to use that uh, in, a, well, at least in Swedish measurements I would call it big migration project. Yep. Uh, Which would be? This is around maybe six, seven hundred users, something yep. like that. Yep. Pro probably around those numbers. Yep. So that is Fairly large, I suppose, in Swedish measurements, <laughs> or at least my local measurements or it's, whatever. It's, it's a logon. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. <laughs> but I, I know, like, there were other um, uh, participants in the course that were talking about, you know, hundred thousand users uh, scenarios. Mm -hmm. So no, I, below a thousand is probably very small. No. In the grand scheme of things, uh, but it's it's a very good software. It uh, it makes a tremendous difference in uh, doing AD migrations uh, because it's it works the other way around as I usually uh, okay. try to compare it with yep. the Microsoft free tools. So it's an agent installation that uh, contacts the central server uh, for information uh, about migration jobs. You get a great inventory over uh, all your groups, users, computers, and stuff like that. Um, the only thing I actually didn't like about the newest version of the software is that they have gone pretty much completely web-based. Ah. So they had like a <clears throat> uh, GUI console uh, previously, which I thought was very easy to use, very snappy, um, uh, and very easy to overlook, if you say, like, yep. uh, like oversee your stuff. But now since it's web-based, uh, sure you have all the same functionality in there, but it's a lot more, you know, like a clicky GUI drop-down menu selection list thing. Yep. So uh, I maybe prefer the old way of doing things, as of <laughs> now at least. Yep. But once I have uh, gotten more used to the software, maybe I'll change my mind. So, Binary Tree Partner course for AD Pro. Awesome. So, moving back to 1903. Yep. We have a bunch of new features there as well. Probably some of them will end up in servers later on. Uh, but I would say that one of the big things is that we now have Autopilot White Glove deployment in 1903. Which, <laughs> the face you're making is uh, <laughs> not white. <laughs> So White Glove means that you can pre-provision devices. Okay. So you basically tell a device you are being delivered to this person. Yep. Puts it on a bench, connects to network, and it will download and install apps prior to that user actually logging on to the device. Okay, so that's the new part. That's the new part. Okay, okay. And then the, the regular autopilot 
wizard will be shown to the user, but when that's done, the device is done. Yep, yep. So that's a huge change, and that will be a game changer and will enable a lot of customers that have been a bit skeptical to autopilot to actually try and use it because they want their machines to be fully functional when they hand them over to the users. Okay, so previously it was done when the user actually did the logon. So then it began the provisioning process. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. when, when they signed or uh, authenticated to autopilot, then it started to download everything. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah. And there are reasons to do both, of course. Um, a lot of other autopilot features. The Intune enrollment page now tracks Intune management extensions. So if you have Win32 apps, uh, they will adhere to the block. So you're not allowed to enter the computer until you have everything installed. Mm-hmm. We are getting rid of Cortana voiceover during out-of-box experience for <laughs> pro education <laughs> enterprise. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been scared to pieces when I set up devices at night. <laughs> Somebody is talking to you from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We are getting uh, reserved storage. So reserved storage is about that new devices with 1903 pre-installed will be um, have 7 gigabytes of storage reserved for updates. Yeah, I think I remember reading about that yeah. before, actually. Yeah. So if that's a new feature now for... For 1903. 1903, it, okay. it will not be enabled when updating from a previous version of Windows 10. And I think that's a bit of a shame. I would have liked to see that even on upgrades. Because that yeah. would raise the bar. If, if you don't have 7 gigabytes, of course. But if you have 7 gigabytes free, that should be something you could do to ensure the next upgrade runs smoother. Yeah, but I suppose that has something to do with uh, the the way it looks in that case. So, okay, now I did an upgrade. Oops, I lost like 7 gigs extra. What's going on here? That, so that I think that might be... be um... Be yeah. the reasoning behind that. It, it looks kind of bad from from a user perspective. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I agreed with you actually that 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 should have been a part of the upgrade process as well. Yeah. New delivery optimization settings and delivery optimizations now supports Office three six five Pro Plus updates, Windows updates, of course, Intune content, and soon Config Manager content. Ah, very nice. So that's really good. Um, new automatic restart sign on. So if an update is applied when you restart. Yeah. Windows will automatically log on the user after the upgrade to finalize it and then lock uh-huh. the machine. Ah, okay, okay. That's um, cool. And yeah, that's that's very important that you said and lock the machine and because the that machine, would have yeah. been a huge security <laughs> breach otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> update rollback has been improved. So if a device is unable to start properly after recent installation of quality drivers quality update drivers windows will automatically uninstall them ah okay and roll back to the previous case you also get new security baselines of course for both windows 10 and windows server we now get windows defender atp to extend discovery and protection of sensitive information with auto labeling for windows information protection so that means that you can apply Windows information protection policies using the same framework as you do with Azure information protection for internal files. Ah, okay, okay. 
Very nice. And new security baseline, new ATP functionality, Windows Sandbox, of course. Yeah, I've been actually reading a little bit about uh, the Windows subsystem for Linux uh, oh. as of recent as well. I haven't actually had a chance to try that out yet, uh, but I've been seeing like more and more articles popping up around that technology as well. Yeah. So might be something that I can talk about maybe in the next episode or Absolutely. something like that. Definitely but I, I have that on my so-called to-do list, which yeah. is ever-growing, <laughs> never... <laughs> And of course, a bunch of new group policies, MDM policies. Um, yeah, a lot of new things. So what would you like to move on to next? We have Intune, we have OneDrive, we have Citrix. Well, I suppose we should maybe touch a little bit on the OneDrive things. The OneDrive things, of course. So it's a SharePoint conference ongoing now. And there are a bunch of new OneDrive features. I think one of the vital things to read is that Microsoft actually says that OneDrive OneDrive is the files app for Microsoft 365. Basically telling you that you should put everything in OneDrive because that will be more important to you than Explorer. So you can move around as you do and integrate with everything else when it comes to Microsoft 365. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I suppose, is the main point. Yeah. Uh, we now get more intelligent on hover file cards. So if you hover over a file in OneDrive yep. in the web, you will get a card with a lot of information. So who has viewed this? How long does it take to read? Um, it will actually give you the insights of that document at a glance and nice. activity highlights. So that's really cool to like quickly discover something. And in combination with that, you can actually have save for later for files okay so this is something i want to read but i don't have time to read it now save for later and you can find that in sharepoint sure such a such a small thing actually but very useful yeah absolutely we can now get 3d image previews in onedrive yeah i saw that <laughs> that's wonderful new sharing options so you can more easily share files inside and outside of your organization and make it easier to share inside of other apps so or or on other platforms and they are making that experience consistent across platforms <laughs> you can request files from others so how would i actually know what to request if yeah. i don't have access so if you want to retrieve documents from someone you can send a link to a specific folder ah, okay. and ask them to put the files there oh, okay okay sure <clears throat> that makes sense Better integration into Teams, better integration into the Outlook web uh, access. So are these all features that are available right now or are they coming features? Yeah, I think it's they are, seem to be able to be there on be there now. Okay, very nice. And this is the absolutely biggest thing I would say. Differential sync. And it's a teeny tiny thing. In, in the blog post, but it's huge in terms of what it does. Currently, OneDrive supports differential sync for Office 2016 files. Later this year, we'll bring the ability to leverage differential sync to all file types stored in OneDrive and SharePoint. And that will be the last, I would say, piece of the puzzle to get rid of file servers. Yeah, but still, I don't think people will. No, no, no. But <laughs> that's, 
I want to have my AutoCAD drawings, which is highly supported, and you have previews and everything of them. I want to have them in my OneDrive, but I don't want to download 20 gigabytes and then upload 20 gigabytes when I made a change that was yeah. 10K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now it will be able to do that. Uh, a lot of Windows Virtual Desktop updates, of course. Uh, so it's it's a huge blog post, even larger than the... Uh, <laughs> Even larger than the, micro, the config manager one. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of text in here. Yeah, and we'll we'll add a lot of links to this uh, these show notes. Let's mention Intune. I forgot to speak about Intune for quite a number of episodes, mostly because Alexander speaks so much about Power BI. <laughs> well, this is your chance. Feel Yay! free. <laughs> Go crazy. Yep. Uh, so we are... A rather large Intune release this week as well because they have weekly releases. Ooh. Uh, so how new ways to update line of business apps. So you can actually require a user to run a certain version of a line of business app to and ensure that no, you're not allowed to open files in this version. You need to update it. Yep, very cool. You can configure PowerShell scripts to run with the user's admin privileges on devices. Ah, nice. That's very useful. Yeah. You can do security tasks for Defender ATP. So now if you have Windows Defender or Microsoft Defender ATP, you can connect Intune to that and manage security tasks. So things you would do in the ATP console is now integrated into the Intune console. Uh, Compliance in terms of TPM ships. You uh, have a new classroom app device restrictions for Mac OS devices. New... Interface updates for autopilot, and this is this is huge. Actually, you can you can now specify if the default signature is enabled in Outlook on iOS and Android devices. So if you don't want to use that sent from Outlook on iOS device, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. remove that within you. <clears throat> okay, it may sound small, but that's actually something that are not the desired state for some organizations. Yeah, I suppose that is a requested feature. Yeah, and lastly, let's talk a bit about Citrix. Okay. Summit is ongoing right now, that much I know. Yes. And, and I know that only because we have a colleague that is actually attending there. So yeah. that's pretty much the reason I even know that it's going on right now. And they are in Atlanta, a city which we liked. Best brisket in the US. Yeah, well, that, that part is true, actually. And the, yeah. the, the, the most expensive ice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Citrix is a very strange company if you talk about it in, in the terms of technology since everyone is still expecting microsoft to buy them <laughs> still uh, i think so uh, but i don't think they ever will no nah. but they are working very closely with microsoft so they have announced citrix managed desktops on azure so you can buy a vdi or a desktop virtual desktop from citrix that runs on azure leveraging probably windows virtual desktop yeah, as a service most likely yeah one thing that isn't Microsoft related, but quite interesting, Citrix now also supports Google Cloud to host virtual machines. Ah, so okay. Citrix now supports AWS, Azure, Google, and on-prem. Okay. Which I see as a very powerful feature that you can actually use your controller in Citrix and then choose where to place your machines. And if you orchestrate that in a good way, you will probably have both performance gains and price gains. Sure, but Citrix has pretty much all always been this very flexible yep. uh, product. You know, they have clients for pretty much everything. everything. Your yep. your refrigerator at home pretty much has a <laughs> Citrix client to yep. connect to. So, so they have always been like very 
aware of their very broad support for different uh, solutions and technologies. Yep. So I'm not actually surprised, but it's good to hear that they're still doing the same thing. Yep. And of course, the official introduction of Citrix support for Windows Virtual Desktop. We have HDX optimization for Microsoft Teams. So graphic acceleration. Ah, That's um, a requested feature for sure. Citrix now support Intune device compliance APIs, which means basically conditional access based on the device you're connecting from. I yep, guess, yep. or the user. This is also something that we will need to look into in more detail. Office 365 optimization with Citrix SD-WAN. Yeah, yeah. And that could be a quite interesting contender to Express Route. Absolutely. And on top of that, we also SD-WAN for Citrix managed desktops and Windows Virtual Desktops. A lot of cool news, both for Citrix people and Microsoft people, and especially both. Both, both kinds everyone of for everyone so is that basically the same thing as the beard thing we discussed <laughs> yeah it might be yeah so i think we're out of time yep it's time flies. been a fully packed 30 minutes and we'll be back shortly and uh, next week i if i remember correctly it would be you and alexander i'm actually <laughs> having a day off uh oh you're having a day off that's yes. unusual yeah. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully uh, me and Alex will return next week. Yeah. Great. Until then, take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.